With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are SB Nation's The Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley. I am your host. And I have two of my fellow podcasters in the studio tonight. Yes, you do. We have uh, Robert Russert. Bad luck. And we're glad to be here. Yeah. Especially after a 7-1 to shellacking. That's got to be the word. Shellacking. Beat down. <laughs> beat down. Ask it. Ass kicking is more fun. Curb right. stomping. We can go there. Curb stomping is like approaching it. Yeah, that feels right. But aren't we all like, God damn, why'd we allow that goal? I was no. very much so. It cost me it cost me five fantasy points because I had Graham Zussi. How'd that week. work out for you this weekend? I uh, I was number seven or seven or eleven in our in our league. 
in the Blue Testament League this week. And how many are in the Blue Testament League? Like like 300 or so. Oh, whoa. Okay, then. Well done. Really? We have well done. Many? Yeah. Yeah, there awesome. is quite a few in there. <laughs> um, I yeah, thank my, you all for joining. My, my team name is the Mythical DP Striker. <laughs> do that I don't know if it's mythical anymore. Yeah, it seems as though we have found one. Uh, the best tweet that I saw about that was somebody was like, "If we paid, if we paid nine million dollars for yeah, Namath, then everyone would be happy that we finally got that." Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. Yeah. Except he was somebody they already know. Yeah. So that's the problem. Right. Right. <laughs> well, so let's just. How about which was your favorite goal, Thad? Which was your favorite? Busio. That is the, that's the one where it was like it it was a curb stomping. When that one happened, it was like, oh no. Okay, the sixteen year old's now stomping <laughs> on your head. Right? <laughs> he takes the ball off of the defender and just okay, I'm going to go in and. Oh, shoot. that was Boom. so ugly from the defense, but, but yeah, he nailed it. He said both of his goals have been like from a combined like five yards away from the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like any I like any goal that. Uh, makes the keeper question his life choices. Yeah. And Bush should definitely have been choosing to have done a different career at this point. <laughs> Robert Russert, what was your favorite goal? Uh, purely from a soccer standpoint, uh, just I, I've watched it again and again. Of course, I've watched all the goals again and again, to be honest with you. Anyway, Same. but um, I mean, the ball that, uh, first of all, Gerso plays from the right wing with his right foot, and it's a precision type pass cross and Felipe just midair just touches it in touch a class acrobatic that was a nice overall goal that yeah nice the one. that was one that had a first assist right that was Roger when he had the right exactly second and, that, and that's another great part about it yeah and the other thing is too I mean, you just saw everybody Zuzi hustling into the box and just and that was a big theme on the day just getting numbers in the box numbers in the box and, and yeah and that's one that uh, Andy actually tweeted out the whole sequence that led up to that when they were, you know, it was a long stretch of possession where they, you know, everyone on the back line touched it a couple times. They were, you know, Montreal was kind of sitting back a little bit and then they kind of gave them a taste of the ball a little bit and then it drew a bunch of them forward and then just like in a blink of the eye it was they were off to the, you know, off running the other direction. And, and I hope people understand that that is like, a plan that is the method is pass, 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 draw them out, draw them out, draw them out, kill them. And I, you know, there would be absolutely zero qualms with that at all if Amelia did not have that one mistake this season. If they can keep that to one, you know, one mistake like that every seven, eight, nine, ten games, then like, yes, that's that's wonderful. How many of those mistakes would you accept for the year? Three, four, ten? Ten, We've already no. had one. If they're going to score goals like that, then I could deal with three more of those. Yeah, four for the season. I could deal with three more. They won't always score either. As long as none of them are against Monterey coming up. Yeah. That'd be my caveat. So you really want to win that game against Monterey? Oh, shut Monterey? up. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. You have to know that that's not going to end. <laughs> but somebody, one of our posters said... Um, something about high pressing us, and 
well, this team a, can handle the high press with Sean, I believe. Uh, we can handle the high press so much better with Fontas out there. and He's not the only one, of course. But Sean also said that he thought Sinovic was the weak link in the back six. But I honestly think it's Melia. As I far mean, as did moving you, the ball You around? commented yourself, Cody, in the game that there were times where Melia just said, screw it, I'm just kicking it out here. Yeah. Yeah. He did there, yeah. At least, at least once you could see that where he had a, you know, he had a pass to continue that play. Yeah, but had you know a guy closing in and was just like, nope, yeah, right. <laughs> just noped out of there and kicked it out of bounds. Yeah, uh, discretion is a better part of valor sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, exactly. That's, that's exactly right. That's why he did it. I mean, he's anybody else can give up the ball, and you got Melia having a chance to stop it. Melia gives up the ball, you just screw. Yeah. Yeah, Beesler kind of gave him a side eye that he didn't make yeah. the pass that he should yeah, have. He but yeah, but yeah, yeah there well, was more than one. But yeah, uh, my favorite, my, mine was definitely the Gutierrez goal. That mm-hmm. one, that one was just, that one was just so beautiful. And because I played Gutierrez in fantasy, I just like had a <laughs> feeling. I, I like really had a feeling he was gonna he was gonna do something this game, and he rewarded me. He got he was he got credited with a second assist on. That was Nemo's one from a tight angle, yeah. ass- assisted by Gerso. And then, yeah, had that wonderful finish. It was good to see him actually get on the score sheet. And, yeah, I'd kind of seen him maybe uh, disappear a little bit. At times. He's in a spot where he can do that, though. I mean, sometimes that role you can be doing a lot of other work and just not really be seen you're just because you're in the right spot. You know what I mean? So it, sometimes, but I would, that's been kind of one of the questions about Gutierrez is will he always make the impact? Everybody expected him to uh, last year after he started with however many straight goals and he never quite has done that since. Yeah. I mean, that he was superhero level league MVP level for those first few games. So difficult to live up to that, but, Next you can, he, level. You still see the the flashes of his where it's like, whoa, this guy's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did we talk about Fontes enough over Borath? It's Barath. It seemed like a lot of people were on Team Barath, but I think seven goals <laughs> shows that we definitely have a little more to the attacking game. Well, I think Chad, didn't he post a passing pattern thing, a heat map or whatever for both of them? Yeah, a little yeah. hard to read. But, it was. But, yeah, I do. There was definitely way more forward passes, way more of them. Yeah. He's just, I mean, he, that's what he is. That's what Fontas has. Botond is good, and I have no problem with him filling in and playing games back there. I Zero issue with that. But he is not Fontas. And we have Fontas and Ilya out there. You have a lot of passing ability from the back. Yeah, and I rewatched the game, and it really is those two. They will find each other often, and it's a good thing. But Fontes isn't just a pass. He's a step up into space after he passes to make himself available, whereas Barath doesn't give that factor, and that makes a difference too. But, yeah, like it for sure. Okay, uh, Gerso, the Gerso was back in action. Man of the match? Man of the match. Question. That was a question, not a statement. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have to give it to him, I guess, don't you? I do, but you don't have to. No, I'm going to give it to Namath. I was going to say, you could be wrong. Nemo gets it for me. Nemo, okay. Because in true Gerso fashion, like he he was 
played really well, did really good, but also could have, should have probably like two goals in that, uh, two more goals in that game. He did so much work and set up so much. I give it to him. Robert? I would have to agree with you. I think just the disruption that he caused, and he was involved in nearly every goal in one way or another. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the guy is just on fire this season. And I talked to him after the game. I said, you know, what is it? And and in typical fashion, what everybody on this team does, oh, it's just the team. You know, it's just the team and how well we can play the ball and move the ball. But, yeah, there's, he's just on fire. I'm pretty sure several of their defenders have woken up screaming in the middle of the night seeing Jersey <laughs> in their dreams at this point. Oh, he, was, well he was destroying that ride back they had yes, on the outside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, had him for lunch. Along those lines, what you were saying about Gerso crediting teammates, Yeah, there was a, an interview that the team tweeted out of Nemo and Gerso. And yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. Namath was just so genuine and he was like he was just incredibly excited and happy to be playing with like guys that are this good around him like he seriously kind of said those words and you know more or less yeah and it was just like crazy to see him like he he is so happy to be here he loves all this talent he's got around him it was like it was really great to see yeah and we interviewed him after the game i I don't know what you got from him after i left because i walked away to, to talk to gerso but yeah he's just it's clear that he's so happy to be back here and, you know, when did you last play this? Well, when we, when I was here three years ago, that was his answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was his answer. Yeah. Actually, I think he's even better right now than he was then. Uh-huh. Right now. Yeah. At this moment. So. Yeah, after coming off a hat trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next game, that might be different. <laughs> yeah, he does. He seems in his element. I would be afraid if I were an opposing team. And, you know, you ask about favorite goal in the game. My second choice would probably be his last one because that is a goal that takes a goal scorer mentality. I mean, he flinched twice and, and he finished it, whereas other people on this team might flub it. You oh, know, I can name a number of people. I can name a number of people who might flub that opportunity. And his awareness of his run too, to know that his defender to his right was keeping him on side, and yeah, that yeah, it's a scorer's goal. That goal you're talking about is one that. Not last, you know, years before last year, two, three years ago when this team was dominating everyone and not able to get the result. It was because someone didn't finish those chances. And we were all like, oh, 28 shots and five of them on goal. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) oh, if if only we had that one guy that could just put away the chances given to him. Well, here he is. And there's two or three of those guys now. And it's like almost hard to even notice that. Like it's that's a good eye to catch that. Because it's just like, well, that's Namath. We're like kind of used to it now. He is a lethal goal scorer. And the funny thing is, if you look at the stats for this game, possession, percentage of completed passes, we don't look that good compared to Montreal, if you look at it. Not 7-1 to one good. Right. Just but good. the difference is, is we finished our chances. Yeah. Created more chances, too. Well, yeah. But you got to finish them. The, in... in it is a misleading thing, though, sometimes, because that's the, one of the first things I always look at it in stats is possession, passes, before I even look at anything else, because yeah. I want to see kind of who controlled the game. But it's where it was controlled and how it was controlled. Oh, yeah. Montreal had very little control going into Sporting's end. So, I mean, they had a couple times, but it was not very much, even though the, the possession was like 54, 46, 53, 47. Yeah. 
something like that. If they had scored that first goal, you think it would have been different, though? That first chance they had? You never know. Yeah. Because they were inches off from that. <laughs> but. Okay, so 7-1, Sporting is the greatest team that has ever played in MLS. <laughs> Except. Unless, unless Thad can bring us down to earth, because that's what you always do. I'm not. I'm not a downer. I'm a realist. <laughs> You're kind of a downer. I'm an optimistic <laughs> realist, quite honestly. You've you assumed no, look, the downer role on this pod. <laughs> uh, it's just because you want me to. Right. Um, <laughs> in this case, you want okay. to, Thad. Come on, come on, man. No, I just always look. If you ever talk to Vermees, he always says, you know, no, you don't want to have the highs be too high or the lows right. be too low. Right. So I'm going to look for the positives in bad games, and I'm going to look for the things that aren't so great in the great games, okay? So it's just the fact. You've got to look and balance, right? Okay, yes, 7-1. to one. I don't even care about that last goal because, quite honestly, it doesn't matter, and they were just desperate to get something. I don't care, okay? And you can say the team let up or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's totally pointless. But the point, but where it comes down to is Montreal was missing really key players. Um, Indeed. Piatti, the center back, thanks to Dom Dwyer. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I know there's a couple other guys that were injured, and they just were about as crap as could be. So it, they, if Sporting can keep this up, they're an amazing team. At times this year, Sporting has looked that good against Toluca, etc. But they haven't always looked that good. So it, they have the potential. But let's be realistic. You're not going to always have a Montreal that's totally out of form. You're not always going to have a Toluca that's trying to play bad to get their manager fired. You know, it's they still have to go play against the and show this against the LAFCs. The, well, I was going to say Atlanta, but that's kind of a joke now. Um, but you still have to do it against the LAFCs and New Yorks and things like that. And more immediately, they'll have to go from that probably easiest competition they've faced all year to definitely the most difficult team they've faced. And see, I, I'm not even going to say that Montreal was the easiest. They're this, what their fourth road game in a row. What I'm not sure why they're even playing somebody on the road right now. Is something at their stadium? I, I don't even know. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, I couldn't remember, but. Um, but they've actually looked decent on the road, but they're missing a couple of guys that yeah. they need in order to look decent on the road. Uh, so, a yeah. a Piatti-less Montreal is never like the, never going to scare me. It's pretty fangless at that point. Tider, Tider is really good. That guy's really good. The guy scored their goal. Yeah. He's been impressive so far this year, but no, that's that was a very weak opponent. Even even with uh, some of the lesser great sporting teams, that should have been a 2-1 game, yeah. you know, easily. Um so it, it's great that they got all the, the goals out there. And actually, I had before when I was headed here from my daughter's game, I had a fan talking to me and saying, I hope they didn't waste all their goals. I'm like, because, uh, <laughs> you know, she brought up uh, Dom Dwyer some years. He'd like score a hat trick in a meaningless game, you know. God, that was Open so up. dumb. And then he wouldn't score for nine games. And you're like, well, his average come out great. He'd score a goal every three games, but it didn't matter, right? So, uh, my ch- thought on that, though, is this is not a team that's like that. Okay, they might have a game where they struggle to score or just things don't bounce their way, but this team has lots of goals in it. Namath or Russell or yeah, Chaloui when he's back healthy, Felipe, Gerso. These guys have a lot of goals in them. Robert's staring at me. I, I am. 
And we will need them. How many do we think we need on Thursday? <laughs> Thursday. So Thursday. The Scotiabank CONCACAF Champions League 2019. All right. Let's do it. Hashtag SCCL2019. That's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that hashtag is so ridiculous. That would probably be the score line combined aggregate. 20 to 19. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Monterey, they're in third place at the moment. Um, you check out Sam Cosvin did an update on their attackers, midfielders, and defense. It's all very good. Um, you get a good look at that Dorlan Pavon. Dude is very scary. He's a, he scores goals, he assists them. Um, another guy, Rogelio Funes Mori has eight goals in league play already, and they've only played 12 games. So this is definitely the scariest attack that I think we've faced so far. Easily. But a lot more money on the field. Yeah, what's the in value a, of that team? Like in a bigger stadium. Or what has their goals against been? Ow. Um, well, put me on the spot. <laughs> Cody has the computer in front of him. We don't. Their goal differential, 25 and 12. Wow. Okay. 12 games, 12, 12 goals allowed? Yes. Okay. So they're not... Um, they're not a defensive rock, though certainly not shabby. Okay. Yeah. And out of curiosity, I mean, have I would I have not done this yet, and I I will go do this probably tonight. Now that I thought about it, but go look at the teams they played. Are they have they played the bottom of the table, the top of the table, a mix? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, they they did they lose their last game. Uh, um, I think they no they they were winning two zero. Oh, it was 2-2. Yeah, they won. Oh, they final 2-2? I believe it was 2-2 in that game. Um, yes. Oh, so they've actually not won a game since beating Atlanta. Yeah. I was going to say they've had a couple of not great runouts there. So we, Sporting might be catching them at the best time possible. And even saying that, it is still a team that's like triple the value of Sporting. So, Right. So, yeah, yeah they're winless in the last four. It's going to be a hell of a series. Sporting I'm so is gonna, excited. Yeah, Sporting's going to go in knowing that the series is going to be decided in Monterey. I mean, it has to be. What do they have to do in Monterey to come back here? I mean, you got to get that away goal, right? That There's... was crucial against Panama. Independiente. <laughs> Independiente, Kai. So, yeah, I mean, a one-goal loss where we score an away goal has got to be the worst, or do you think we can get a two-goal loss and – Still get an away goal and still be good. Man, I just I feel like this attack can score against anyone in North America, probably. I agree. Especially at home. But yeah, I would I would think you gotta the goal is to stay within one, keep it close, I agree. right? Yeah, it's gotta be. An away goal and within one. That's definitely preferable. I mean, I'm okay with them coming back two one, three two. That's I'm I'm quite good with that. That gives, very, yeah. that, gives that gives them a very heck yeah. That gives them a great fighting chance. Okay, <laughs> um, it gives them a great chance. I, I would, I wouldn't even be like totally upset with a three-one being down three-one. I mean, that's that's feasible. They can do that. Yeah. Uh, the I know like some of our commenters have analyzed back and forth about you know Monterey being a high-press team on and when they come to Sporting, that's they if on our pitch at home. They might be able to just sporting might be able to eat them up. Yeah, they weren't able to do that though. Um, 
Monterey did not do that when they played Atlanta in Atlanta, though. They set back because they had the lead. They right. didn't have to do anything. They lost it one nothing, but they couldn't care less at that point. Well, the thing that scares me is, is going to Monterey. Okay, guys, let's be realistic here. Okay, I'm not trying to be sad here, but I'm trying to be realistic. Zuzi, one, one defending, is sometimes shaky. Um, yeah. I'm still not convinced that Ilya as a holding midfielder and that and Fontas in the middle is going to be good against the counter, a good enough against the counter. Well, yeah, those those two, while very good, are not the fastest players, and these and these guys are pretty. It's not all about speed. We know that, but yeah. Uh, and then Sinovic, I think, still is is a guy that that teams look at attacking, and you know he's got to do his he's got to win his battles. So it ain't gonna be easy. No, and it could end up four to one. So what you're saying is everybody on the defense except Beasler is susceptible. Basically, that's what I just said. Yep. <laughs> but damn, even Beasler is <laughs> Beasler is too. I mean, yeah, he can be. But Amelia has got to have one of his best games. We, I think we know that. He's going to be called upon, what, five, six times to make a strong save, at least. Could be way more than that, quite honestly. It could be. Way yeah, more so than that, I, yeah. I get the impression that we're not the most optimistic studio right now. We're generally We're overly, cautionary we're, ge- we're generally overly optimistic. Look, it's, again, it's the best team in North America, okay? Or poten- one of the top couple teams in North America. They're in third place right now, but yeah. um, they've been consistent class for how long? Okay. They're very, very good. And I was just looking at the trans market, transfer market values on the two teams. Uh, sporting is, trans- the value is $18.72 million. Monterey, ninety two point nine one million. Honestly, eighteen was more than I was <laughs> expecting you to say. Okay, so but that's the difference. Okay, um, I'm not even sure like which version of I'm, I'm, currency this is in. But I'm fine with going in uh, as the as an underdog. Oh, definitely. And I mean, I would love. I'd almost. I mean, I'd like to have lost this last game so they would look at it as a. Oh yeah, they're in bad form. We can take it easy, but I mean, can't we all say that? I mean, okay, let's ask that question. Do league mixed teams really respect MLS teams? Well, that's great. I Do love they? that we're talking about. That's like Do what they? I just wanted. No, no, I don't so, think so either. So they, there are no fans in Mexico right now that looked at right that, that looked at Sporting KC and right. saw what they did to a team over the weekend, and they're now they're like, oh, okay, these guys can attack. <laughs> no. They might know Felipe Gutierrez. Oh, they got him. He's pretty good. They might know Roger Espinosa, but otherwise they're like, Psh, who are these guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, they probably know Beasler and Zuzi. Okay. Right. That's true. US Zuzi National especially. Team. San Zuzi. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but they're also a couple years past that prime. Exactly. Okay. Yes, they probably they might know Felipe if they follow international soccer enough. But right. Quite honestly, he's not a star for Chile. He's never been a star for Chile. He's right. just a, a decent player from Chile who is a star in MLS. <laughs> uh, he didn't even get a call up to the last team. Right, right. Um, Diego Rubio which actually did. played against Mexico. So, so <laughs> there might not be that aspect, but another part that does get me so excited is that MLS is watching this. Like We're the last hope. There are a lot of MLS fans that are going to be rooting for us, and I like that. 
Or they, you they, think they really they, will be? Well, yeah. Even if they're, <laughs> even if they're not rooting, they're there going to be, be watching. Big, there will right. be a begrudging respect if they win, uh-huh. even yeah. if they are not rooting for them. But honestly, <laughs> Laced I, with expletives, but yeah. <laughs> I always went back and forth between like, you know, okay, do I want Toronto to win it? Yeah, no. Do I want Atlanta? Yeah. No, I, I just struggled. But you watched, right? <laughs> I watched. Mostly, yeah. I mean, I didn't watch all the early games, but yeah. Yeah, the finals I watched. Yeah. When they were, yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, when, like last year when Toronto was basically within a PK of winning it, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, this is something. I didn't want it to be Toronto at the same time, so when they lost, quite honestly, I was like, Phew. Right. It's, I don't have to, like, hear all this, you know, Toronto's the greatest team ever, out the door, Bradley. Yeah, but crap. see, I want to do that to other fans. I want, yes, I want I other too. fans to feel that. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I, I, I want to see sporting going to... To Qatar or Japan or wherever the hell the Club World, World Cup, Cup thing is played <laughs> next time. Kind of goes back and forth between the two, doesn't it? Um, so anyway, I want to see him go there and basically get blown out by some nobody Korean team or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, but at least they get to go, and that's a little publicity, and that's now like slightly easier to pull some guy from Europe who saw them get blown out by... Well, it'd be... You'd get one. You'd get a game, not a non-friendly, a real match against one of the world's best. That's yeah. pretty awesome. And if because it should be in December, so Sporting should be fresh off winning an MLS Cup and in <laughs> pure form, right? <laughs> Probably still hungover, uh, working God. on working on trophy number five of the season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going there because um, they're they're probably not going to win. Uh, supporter shield this year not if they keep winning in this competition okay so back to the whole mexican thing are there fans looking at this series and saying oh i'm so excited about this series for the fact they're playing sporting kansas city or just for the fact they're in the semifinals and might play tigres who's their right exactly that's their rival right yeah and tigres by the way is in second in the league and they're both like right in the same they Mm -hmm. like play in the same city don't they I think they like play like very very close to each other. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty confident they play in the same country. <laughs> <laughs> they are very close to each other. One of the three or four Mexican countries. So yeah, they're probably they probably feel like we did facing the Panamanian team remaining. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's let's get past this and move on. Let's get to the real. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that means we can knock them in the mouth for the first leg. So what are the odds of us getting their fans to ole us? Well, okay, Sporting Kansas City to get their fans to ole them <laughs> oh, during yeah. the game come Thursday night. What are the odds? Well, I think Monterey is uh, in a better <laughs> situation than Toluca was. When yeah, I, I think so too. But yeah. I am very jealous <laughs> I'm, I'm not attending this game. I hope they're in this tournament again and we can face them again there because I would love to go to that stadium very much. Yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, it, it's pretty setting, at least. Yeah, it's a uh, one of the best places for a game in the continent. <laughs> Where's better? Kansas Salt City, Lake Kansas. City. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move some mountains or some something to see out the uh, end of South Sand or something, right? Right. Put a boulevard smokestack like just on the outside of it. <laughs> okay, so line up. Hey, I, I I do want to give this one little thing. Sorry, okay. Cody. 
But Matt Doyle says this on his weekly article. Sporting were rested and fielded all their starters, and so far this season when they check those two boxes, they're the best team in the league. So, Valid. There you go. So this might be like the third time this year I've agreed with Doyle. <laughs> third? Ooh, okay. I'm just yeah, giving, I, I'm giving I, I the do, benefit uh, of the doubt. I do feel as though I've agreed with him more this year than I have ever before. Yeah, it, it, and in fairness, I do feel he's like trying to like play the hot take thing a little bit less so far this year, or at least that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe he still is, and I just haven't seen it. So. <laughs> all right, so I think we are all on board with full-strength squad, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Whatever no doubt that may it. be. Whatever that may be. Looking at our readers' responses on thebluetestament.com, if you haven't, get on there, bluetestament.com, make an account, leave some comments, Vote for your starting lineup. Uh, Amelia with (laughs) not all of the votes, surprisingly. (laughs) Eric Dick got one. Eric Dick's mom got in there and voted for him once. Come on, mom. Adrian Zendejas has three votes somehow. (laughs) Um, Defenders, there's a solid consensus everywhere here among our readers. Beesler is in there. Sinovic and Zussi all got... Well over 90% of the vote. There are a few. There's 13 voters that would rather Fontas or that would rather Barath over Fontas. Okay. So we still got some Barath fans. Okay. So I'm going to play the devil's advocate for a second. They got no reasons. The reasons to play Botan versus mm-hmm. Fontas is yep. more physical. Yep. Faster. Yep. Similarly, can pass just not that. I mean, not as good. I'm just gonna say he can he can do the passing, unlike some pass center backs that we've had. Yeah. Um, and I'll do love for the pass center backs. Don't get me wrong, but he has that passing ability better than most. Um, he's so, very calm on the ball. Yeah, and he's he's showing very well in the games he's played. Would you consider? starting him because he has a quality that Fontas doesn't have. Yes. Of the being more physical and being faster, and it might just be because he's more aerodynamic. <laughs> more aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah, the hairstyle, yeah. But, yes, yeah, certainly, Thad. That's, that's, that's a very valid point. Good Wouldn't problem. be surprised at all. It's a great problem to have, to have a thought where you're – third center back for an MLS team. Mm-hmm. It's great to have a third center back that you feel like you could start at any time. Yeah. If Montreal had one, I won't. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Midfielders. Everyone wants the starting three. Ilya, Roger, Felipe. Johan got a few. Busio got a few. Zalalem is in there also. What are these people thinking? Also, somebody okay. wants, <laughs> there are a few people that want Graham Zussi to start in the midfield also. Uh, wingers, Gerso and Russell, both well over ninety percent. Busio also has a has about eight percent of the vote there. Okay, people want to get the kid in the lineup after that showing. I'm I'm I dig it. I like it. We did. Oh, I didn't. We didn't even actually talk about that. That Busio was the first sub. When I think going into the season, everyone would have imagined Kellen mm-hmm. Rowe comes off the bench there. So Before the 16-year-old does. Vermees uh, fulfilling his uh, prediction that the kids will get more time. The kids will get more time. Yeah. Well, and all due respect to Mr. Kellen Rowe, but if I had to put one of the two in there to go get a result right now in a 15-minute 
20 minute 30 minute segment it would be Busio. definitely right. uh quite honestly over a game i might keep, i might put row in to start just because of the experience and also the position might be different cuz left side right side i mean that might play into it a little bit too but i would if uh if Ilya went down and i had row and Busio sitting on the bench row goes in for Ilya. in the in yeah for mm. the more defensive one i may disagree with that but over Busio? Roe versus Busio. For Ilie, I'd put Zolella in, to be honest with you. Roe versus Busio. Though he says he's that, not the, a six. But. Roe versus Busio <laughs> was the... Zolellum doesn't exist in this I scenario know, he's created. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go off. Quite honestly, I would still put Roe in over Zolellum right now because if you watch the Swopark Rangers game where they both played that role, yeah. they were far better with Roe in there than with yeah. Zolellum. That might change with you know starters, sporting yeah. quality, all that stuff. That might change, but... Zalalem played that first half at the six. Yeah. And he was okay for a guy who doesn't play the six very much yeah. and needs to learn it. But when Roe came in there and Zalalem moved forward a little bit, it was much better. Well, it might be because Zalalem moved forward. But but you, but you saw Roe making the passes and being in the right yeah, spots. Yeah. So it was not just one thing. <laughs> I watched that game. I was there. <laughs> Moving on to center forward. Namath, huh. overwhelming majority. Huh. But not as much as I would have liked to have seen. There are two people that want to see Tyler Freeman, and I want to see them defend themselves. <laughs> Cody, are you any of these people that <laughs> voted for these no, these outliers? Johnny Russell also got five votes there to be Did our he? starting center forward. So if he's a starting center forward, who's on the right? Hey, but, thanks to all who voted, and, and keep it up. Yeah, as far as what we've seen from these results before, this is a pretty solid consensus from the readers. Everybody wants that first leg win. And and quite honestly, keep voting like Robert said, but the please vote legitimately. If you if you really thought Tyler Freeman's the best <laughs> example there and you're not just a cousin of his. <laughs> exactly. It was him um, it was him and his dad, I think. Can those you imagine though ones. if we came back with a victory from Monterey? Oh my god. I'm Oh I'm, my god. I'm burning the studio down if we do <laughs> <laughs> Our football team will have us drinking for very good reasons after that one. It's like office space. We're going to burn the office down. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll burn this place down. <laughs> you have my stapler. Uh, okay. One other unfortunate thing we should probably discuss is Jalen Lindsay has picked up an inj- injury and will be out Jeez. four to five months. Jays. Not good. Um, not good. No good at all. The only thing we have about it, Thad, yes, is that it did not occur in training. Is that the only bit of information we have? Pretty much. Um, it didn't occur with the national team. It occurred after he got back. It was not in training. Uh, it could have been in like doing warm-ups before training or something like that, but it wasn't like in actual training. Or, or, or he could have done it rolling out of bed in the morning, I guess. Yeah, it's. I didn't get very specific on that, but... Um, I actually heard about this on Friday, but it was embargoed till they they wanted the surgery to take place and for enough information to be gathered from the surgery to know how long you would be out before they announced it, and then it would be crazy to announce it like Saturday night. So uh, they were right. going to announce it today anyway. Um, just well, good job. You kept your mouth shut. I'm sure they'll reward you with some wonderful story. <laughs> so literally, who who do we have just as a kidding. backup for right back? 
Wallace. Ronnie Wallace. I guess he could play right, yeah. Why could he play right? He can't play left. <laughs> well, okay, nice. I wasn't going to go there. Um, but <laughs> Quite honestly, I would put Krause at left after having watched Wallace in the Rangers game. Yeah. He went forward really, really well. Yeah. He went back mediocrely. Yeah. And that was against lesser talent. Um, he didn't look good. So who's league. our backup right back? There is none. <laughs> Quasi <laughs> is the is just the default backup. Um, quite for, honestly, for every position. If if I thought that I don't know, there's a, a lot of ways you could do this, but you could always go to the old three back system. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you have three quality center backs. Yeah, and then put somebody out wide who can cover back a little bit. I mean, say if Zussi got hurt, you didn't have a right back. Or Seth got hurt and you don't trust Wallace at left back. Give, you can put Roger, Roger, Roger and, and Johan at, right. at wing backs. Yeah. And yeah. then Lucio in the midfield. Yeah, that, honestly, well, that would work. Well, quite honestly, I would put Gerso at my left, uh, left wing back spot because he's quite honestly played really good defense this year. Very strong. I'm not saying he's the best like one-on-one position defender, but that the wing back doesn't have to be as much because you have the three solid center back kind of thing. So I would actually think about Gerso out there uh, on the left and then Johnny and Namath up top. It's so, not a bad lineup. Uh, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could do it and you got different guys who can play different roles in that. That would be an option if one of those guys went down, they could switch to a three, five, two for a little while. Or five three two, or however you want to phrase that. All right, gentlemen. I think that is it. Any final thoughts? Got yeah, one thing that Peter talked about in the press conference. Um, he was rather pointed about it, actually, and uh, it was about protecting players on the ball. He was a little fed up with uh, the way Gerso was. He was fouled seven times. I went back and watched it, and I put down a mark each time. Only five of the fouls were called, and one was a clear PK that wasn't called. Oh, yeah, that Yeah, PK. clear PK. Yeah. But uh, he was get... rather adamant about protecting the players on the ball, and um, I totally agree with him. That, that needs to be a better job, and, of course, that's a typical thing with MLS, but you hope it gets better, but uh, not so much this past weekend. Yeah, that's a PK if the score is not 4 to nothing at the time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it should be a PK anyway. But Yeah. The... Um... Yeah, they did. They even covered that in the instant replay thing from MLS today. Did they? That was clear PK, but I didn't. Yeah, did not matter how many goals there was up at that point. All right, you shady people. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Hey, let's remind them how they can tune in Thursday night. The Yahoo, the Yahoo Soccer app. Right. Exactly. Or. It's on Univision, right? It is, if you have that, yeah. There's a Yahoo Soccer app. Fortunately. Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports. Yeah. Soccer, yeah, soccer's too specific, I guess. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to make sure we don't send somebody to something that doesn't exist. That app? YahooSports.com. That app is better than I was going to give Yahoo credit for. The app and the website are better than I was giving Yahoo credit. But the bad thing about it is there's no like good way to see a replay. Oh, yeah. And the you stats know, are very mediocre. You know what I might, might actually do Thursday night is go to no other uh, pub and watch there. Might do that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna I need to be at home, not around other people. <laughs> really? That's yeah. That's how I that's how I watch big games. I don't yeah. I don't ever go to a bar to watch a big game. And the few times I have, it's usually a big disappointment. So. And my internet sucks, and yeah. So. Well, I got the right station on TV, and I'll have the Yahoo Sports dot com up on the laptop watching the TV. Nine p.m. Nine p.m. Late yep. kickoff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join the community on the bluetestament dot com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC. And there will be a game thread on the site Thursday night during the game. So comment on the thread if you can. Uh, good place to let us know what you like about or don't like. Always some very strong opinions. Be kind to each other. Quality, quality <laughs> bands. And you guys know who I'm looking at here. I'm not going to mention <laughs> any names. but All right. Uh, so we got Thursday and then Sunday, right? FC Cincinnati. FC Cincinnati. Are we going to do another one before then? In between Thursday and Sunday? Possibly. It'd have to be Friday. Friday night's our only shot, I think. Yeah. Probably not. We'll this see. be my guess. If not, we will talk to you next week after two more wins, hopefully. And, Allie, I know you've listened to this whole thing. And I uh, you know, hope you're having fun skiing. Allie's skiing right now. That's why she hasn't joined Oof. us. <laughs> That's why we're sans trost. Um, that should just be the hashtag. Of <laughs> All right. Until next time, go sporting. Anything to shake this foot I'm in